Jaguars Digital. Jaguars, Jaguars Digital. Jaguars Drive Time. Brian Sexton, John O'Shea, Ashlyn Sullivan. Jaguars Drive Time starts right now. Good morning. Happy Friday. Welcome into Jaguars Drive Time presented by the Fields Auto Group. We start every Friday morning with head coach Doug Marone for coffee with the coach. Coach, good morning. The Jaguars getting ready to take on the Steelers on Sunday. And we listened to Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin's press conference earlier in the week. And he had an interesting quote saying that the Steelers aren't preparing to take on Jimmy Smith and the Jaguars aren't preparing to take on Jerome Bettis this week. The history is just history. So my question is, how much do you talk to this team about this rivalry? It's always interesting, but does that really matter this week? No, I don't, I don't think it does. I think it, it makes for, you know, good commentary. And, you know, I know that um, in the past, you know, you know, our, you know, the Jaguars and Pittsburgh have always played in, in tough games. And, you know, I think, you know, they go back to, you know, the 2017 year where we were fortunate to beat them twice up there. And then, you know, in 2018, I believe they came down here and it was a close game and they wound up beating us. So I think a lot of people look at that. But obviously, you know, things change in this league, you know, every year. And, um, you know, they're, you know, they're a team that's coming down here. They're they're 9-0. and They've got a lot going for them. And, um, you know, they're going to come down here and try to keep that streak going. And we're excited about playing a, a, a great football team in Pittsburgh. Coach, for some reason, it always seems to me like Mike Tomlin gets overlooked when people talk about great coaches in this league. Uh, I know you don't overlook him. I know you respect him a lot. What is it about his teams that you respect and admire? I think... I think you look at the whole organization. I mean, you know, you're talking about for decades, you know, they've, they've been, um, you know, really probably dominant on the defensive side of the ball, you know, more than, more than anything. Um, you know, they've, they've got a lot of good players and it just seems like year in and year out they're they're, they're always tough. They're always, um, you know, they're a tough out, you know, I mean, to, you know, go against that defense. And I think, you know, Ben's been there for about 17 years now. And I don't know if he's ever had a losing season in a, in a full season, you know, since he's been the quarterback. So, you know, not only you have a, a great defense that's been going for you every year, and, uh, you know, you got a quarterback that's potentially in the Hall of Fame, um, you know, that's never had a losing season. And, uh, and you got a lot of good personnel around them. So, you know, they've done a great job and, and not to say that, you know, you know, Mike's not a big part of it. He is. I think he does a great job with his players, does a great job with the team. Um, always had a lot of respect for Mike. We're, we're friends. So, you know, we've gone up there in the past when I've been a head coach in Buffalo and practiced against him for a couple of days and, you know, really got a lot of great work in. So, um, you know, just, you know, from top to bottom, it's a, it's a class, class organization. Something you said this week about their front seven really struck me. You said it might be the best Steelers front seven you've seen, which puts them above a lot of really good front sevens. How good is that group? And I guess how important is it to do what you talked about earlier in the week? Stay in the game, stay yeah. close, keep situations manageable. Yeah, I think, I think it's, a, it's a great challenge. And I said, you know, the best front seven that I've seen as, as a coach. I mean, obviously, I don't want to go back to when, you know, Lambert and you know, whatever you, Lambert and you know, Andy Russell. And I mean, they, they, they've had unbelievable front sevens, you know, during the seventies. But uh, as far as for me, when I, when I've been in the league coaching and everything, I think this front seven is, is good. good. I think, you know, they just keep switching up the names, but the production's there, whether it's, 
you know, Kevin Green and Greg Lloyd, and now you got Bud Dupree and, and PJ Watt. Plus, you know, Cam Haywood's been there for, you know, such a long time and has been a really good football player for him. And, and Truitt, and, you know, he's playing outstanding right now. You know, they lost, uh, you know, Bush, the linebacker that they've had from Michigan, who's a heck of a player, but, you know, it doesn't seem to have stopped them. I think, you know, they're number one in sacks and number two in quarterback hits, you know, as far as the football team. And, you know, if you get into, you know, tough situations, you know, they can they can really, uh, really cause some problems for you out there. Hey, Coach, you know, we spent so much time this week talking about Ben Roethlisberger and those three wideouts. But we haven't talked about what the Steelers' identity has long been, and that's their running game. What have you seen from this group? And I mean, it, it, in all the years, 27 years that I've covered Jaguar-Steelers games, they have always had a dominant running back who has been able to set the tone and make things happen. But we just haven't talked about it this week. People are so focused on the passing attack. What do you see from their running game? Well, I think that's one of the things that they came out early in the week with and saying that, you know, they wanted to get a little bit more focus on the run game. I think that, you know, Ben's playing at a very high level with those receivers and their six, you know, total offense They're scoring a bunch of points. So, um, you know, they're not, they're not going to really start changing anything uh, from that respect. But I think, I think they're taking a good look now saying, Hey, listen, you know, when the playoffs come around, cause there'll be a playoff team and, you know, one of the things when you're playing in Northeast, you know, you got to be able to tackle, you got to be able to be physical. Uh, James Conner is a, a heck of a running back. You know, we've seen him now over the years. And um, I think I think they're going to try to reestablish that and, and put a little bit more emphasis on it. So this way they can, you know, continue to build that. And then when you get the running game and the passing game going like the way they have, then, you know, obviously they're, they're a tough team to beat. And just, I, I know you're focused on this week, big picture. Uh, you mentioned earlier this week that, um, the Steelers have been winners for 50 years, right? Since Chuck Knoll took over, and you obviously had a relationship with Coach Knoll. It's so hard to become consistent. That seems almost impossible, the, the, the length of time that they've been consistent. From your perspective, all the years you've done this, what does it take? Is it a quarterback? Is it a coach? Is it a, an owner? What creates the kind of consistency that you're looking for? I think it's everything. I, th- I think it's everything that you just said. I think that. You know, I think from a defensive identity, they've had a lot of, you know, defensive coordinators over the years. Dick LeBeau, you know, is probably one of the best that I've ever gone against. Um, you know, but as far as the scheme of the defense, you know, it's changed. You know, each coordinator has a little bit of a change in it. Uh, but the the body type and the type of players that they're getting at those positions seems to have, haven't changed for years since the 70s. So there's been a lot of consistency there. And then you know, obviously when you get a quarterback that's played 17 years, you know, you're going to have, you know, you're going to have to have won uh, a lot of football games. And I think that, you know, just your organization and what everyone thinks about the Steelers, they think about physical and toughness and, you know, they have skill, you know, there's just, there's just a lot of things that, you know, they have as a culture, uh, you know, that helps them uh, when players walk into the building, you know, the expectations are there, um, you know, the history's there, uh, ownership's there. So I think just from top to bottom, uh, that's how you create the consistency. It just can't come from, you know, one facet of of an organization. Coach, I was talking to Tony Baselli earlier this week, and we were talking about the offensive line last week in Green Bay. Overall, a great game, but what stands out is that final drive with those two sacks. And Tony was saying that's what's so hard about being an offensive lineman is that spotlight is on you, and when things go wrong, everyone knows it. 
So for Cam Robinson and Jawan Taylor this week, who definitely would like to have that final drive back, how do you shake that off so quickly preparing for the Steelers' pass rush that's one of the best in the league? Yeah, I, I think, you know, it probably lingers, you know, for a couple of days, you know, and then I think you got to move on and then get a game plan and focus on your opponent. I don't think that, um, you know, things like that happen during the course of the game, um, you know, where you're going to get beat. Anyone, you know, I used to always say, if you've never been beaten, you never really played. I mean, everyone's going to get beat. How you come back from it is obviously important way to shake it off. So you know, I think both of those guys, um, you know, are disappointed, um, you know, how they performed at the end of the last game. But you know, now they got to come back and, and have a strong game against, um, you know, pr the two top pass rushes, you know, tandem in, in the league right now with Dupree and TJ Watt. So, you know, they've got their hands filled. They, 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 they've, they've got to really play well for us, and they, and they understand that. All right, Coach, thanks so much for your time. We appreciate it, and good luck on Sunday. Great. Thank you, Ashlyn. Of course, and coming up on Jags Drive Time, a game preview presented by Simply IOA. But first, let's recognize our frontline worker presented by Fair and Farah. Jennifer Colson is our Farah and Farah frontline worker of the week. Jennifer has taught first and second grade students with autism for more than a decade. Working in a self-contained class is always challenging, but dealing with the added pressures brought on by COVID-19 created new demands. The scope and intensity of the job ramped up quickly, and Jennifer met the challenge teaching the kids to wear their masks, wash their hands, and stay six feet apart. Jennifer worked tirelessly and without fear, despite the threat to her own health, and balanced the needs of her students and her own family. The Jacksonville Jaguars and Farah and Farah are proud to recognize Jennifer Colson as this week's Frontline Worker of the Week. At ViStar, we believe in better, better convenience, so members can bank any way they want, whether it's at a branch, on a mobile device, or at one of more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. We believe that people have better things to do with their time. If you believe that convenience is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. The wait for the holidays is over, America. It's time to make some joy. And we're here to help with the Ford Built for the Holidays sales event. We're offering the best deals of the season across the Ford lineup, so you can road trip with the whole family comfortably in a Ford Expedition. Bring home a tree that's bigger than you ever have with a Built Ford Tough F-150. And find new ways to make the holidays bright this year when you visit your local Ford dealer. The joy is up to you, America, so let's get to it. Ford, built for the holidays. In Florida, bicyclists have the same rights and responsibilities as everyone else on the road. So when you ride, follow the rules. Always wear a helmet and use lights on your bike. And drivers, watch for cyclists. Give them space to ride. And don't forget when making that right on red, look to your right first to see if a cyclist is approaching in the bike lane. We all have a responsibility to keep ourselves and each other safe. Alert today, alive tomorrow. Because safety doesn't happen by accident. This message brought to you by the Florida Department of Transportation. Fair and Fair reminds you to continue to wear a mask. Help prevent the spread of COVID-19. Fair and Fair protecting you and your family since 1979. 
Welcome back to Jags Drive Time Friday morning, which means we get into a game preview presented by Simply IOA Jaguars and Steelers on Sunday. And the first thing we're going to focus on is protecting your quarterback. This pass rush is the best in the league. Leads the NFL in sacks and forced turnovers. To stay competitive in this game, you have to give Jake Luton a chance and contain that pass rush. Keep it under pressure throughout the game to give your quarterback a chance here in this game. All right, big thing too that we're gonna focus on is give him the ball no matter what. No matter who the opponent is this season, offense runs through running back James Robinson. That does not change this week. Rely on him, use the run to set up the pass. Do not get intimidated by the Steelers pass rush and try to change things up. James Robinson works, continue to use him. Third thing we focus on, do your job on defense. Steelers have a ton of offensive weapons, especially at wide receiver. DJ Henderson, unfortunately, was placed on injured reserve yesterday with a groin injury. So this is a big test for the secondary and pass rush to try to disrupt the Steelers passing game, which is definitely playing at an all-time level. And Brian, that's the biggest thing that stands out is this secondary without CJ Henderson going against guys like Juju Smith-Schuster, you want to try to limit the explosive plays as much as possible. Well, I mean, if DJ Hayden comes back, that helps you quite a bit. But if CJ mm -hmm. Henderson's out and DJ Henderson, uh, DJ uh, is not available to you, um, I don't know if they can do it, which means that it goes on the offense. And the offense has got to find a way to score points, um, which takes us back to the, the first point, that's protect the quarterback. The thing about the zone blitz that makes it so difficult is it's nearly impossible to guess who's coming. Because at any moment, anybody, but generally the nose tackle stays in place, but anybody's dropping back into coverage and someone you don't expect is coming. You can try and guess and you can try and base it on tendencies, but through all the years, every quarterback that's faced it has said, you just have to be prepared. You have to see it coming when it starts and you have to know where you're going with the football. Well, that's a big ask, John, for a quarterback making his third start, which is why we go to the second a big thing here, and that is don't abandon the running game. It is his best friend. Yeah, every one of these, uh, as we went one, two, three, I kind of laughed. I'm like, well, that's tough. I mean, and the next <laughs> one is like, well, that's tough to do. You know, so I think that's what you're dealing with is, is no matter who you are, Jaguars are struggling, but no matter what team's playing the Steelers this year, if you went down that list of things, they're tough to do. I wrote for my 10 things the Jaguars need to do to win. They need to run James Robinson. And then as I wrote that, I thought to myself, well, if Jay Gruden's reading this, he's probably thinking, well, yeah, John, I'd like to do that. <laughs> but if I don't stay in the game and if I get behind in, on the sticks, if a run early on downs doesn't work with James Robinson, how do you stick with him? It's a giant pass, but I agree. They're the best at meeting the Jaguars when they can run James Robinson. All these things are brutally difficult. I want to go back. I think it's number three, covering these wide receivers. This is not a team that goes deep that much anymore. They have to get on the line. They have to disrupt. Todd Walsh talked a lot this week about the defensive backs are doing a good job disrupting route. That's the key against this Steelers team. I'm with Brian. Without C.J. Henderson, I don't know if they can do it. All these tasks are tough, but they got to do them. 
Yes, they do. And we focus as well on quarterback Jake Luton getting ready for his third start in the NFL. And last week was a tall task going up to Green Bay in those weather conditions. And his stats dropped off a little bit, but overall still played well. So, Brian, what would you like to see from him? He's back in Jacksonville. Obviously, the Steelers defense is very talented, but you at least don't have the conditions that you had last week. Well, no, look, my expectations are not all that high. He's only making his third start against an enormously big challenge with this defense. I mean, not only did they lead the league in sacks, but in takeaways with 17. So my expectations aren't that, that high to begin with. What I do hope to see is him make progress. He came out and gave us a great look at how he is capable of winning football games against the Texans, right? Third play, the touchdown over the top was poised mounted that come-from-behind touchdown, narrowly missed on the two-point conversion, battled the wind well. He's a tough kid. He's tough-minded. He's going to need it on Sunday. Just show me progress. That's all I'm looking for. I'm not looking for a miracle. Jake Luton is not going to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers all by himself. That's not going to happen. Um, you know, Ben Roethlisberger can do that occasionally. Jake Luton cannot. I don't want to see him play outside of himself. Just go be you and understand this is another week that you get a chance to try to win this job. Yes, could not agree more. It was funny. I was talking, John, with Cam Robinson yesterday, and Cam was saying, like everyone was saying, the poise stands out, the poise and the confidence. But he did say that first touchdown pass to DJ Chark, he got a little giddy in the pocket and started yelling. And then Cam said he hasn't heard yelling since. But that poise, you need it, especially this week. You don't want to get rattled against the Steelers team. Well, no, you don't. And, and I think it was Brian a second ago was talking about the wind in Green Bay. Maybe it was Ashland. You know, you could see a scenario midway through the first quarter playing against the Steelers where Jake Luton is like, you know, that wind wasn't so bad compared to these guys because th <laughs> this front seven is, is a monstrous task. Uh, again, in my 10 things that I wrote this week, I wrote that I would like to see Jake Luton hit some plays early and have some success with the deep ball. Because I don't think it's fair to expect him to have a monster game, to have a 350-yard game where he's good the whole game. If he's going to be good, if he's going to hit some plays, hit them early to get the defense back to keep you in it. I would like to see Jake Luton hit some big plays downfield early and get the Jaguars some early points so they can get to James Robinson. I don't think it's fair to expect him to have a four-touchdown game on Sunday. Could not agree more. Just want to see him progress in the upward direction. When we come back, he will, he won't, he might going into the Steelers game on Sunday coming up on Jags Drive Time. DreamFinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. DreamFinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the DreamFinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at DreamFindersHomes.com. DreamFinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to 
change without notice. Equal housing opportunity. The best way to feel love is to share it at Hanania Subaru of Orange Park. We always go the extra mile with bigger selection, more savings, our best service. Only Subaru of Orange Park gives you a nationwide lifetime warranty and one-year complimentary maintenance on new and used vehicles. Plus, when you get a new Subaru during the Subaru Share the Love event, Subaru will donate $250 to your choice of charities at Hanania Subaru of Orange Park. Online at SubaruofOrangePark.com. See dealer website for full details. Kessler Creative, proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, has the large format printing services running in high gear, creating large banners for marketing events, full vehicle ramps. Learn how Kessler changes the game with print and direct mail innovation. From eye-catching restaurant menus to real estate yard signs and event displays, Kessler does it all. Kessler Creative, Jacksonville, Florida. Results-driven marketing and a proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jack's Drive Time is presented in part by TIAA Bank. Created to serve, built to perform. By Publix, where shopping is a pleasure. And Baptist Health, changing healthcare for good. The Jaguars have introduced Jags at Home, an interactive second screen experience on Jags game day featuring myself and Eric Dunn. Each Sunday, you'll have the chance to win $10,000 in cash and prizes. Visit jagsathome.com for more information on how you can play this Sunday. Back on Jags Drive time Friday morning, getting ready for a big game here in Jacksonville on Sunday against the Pittsburgh Steelers undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers, which means three key players have to play really well and stand out. And that's what we're here for. He will, he won't, he might. Brian Sexton, you have offense. I'm going back to an old favorite, tight end Tyler Eifert. Um, look, he will become the quarterback's favorite player on Sunday. He played against the Steelers. If anyone along that front understands what he's seeing when they snap the football, it will be him and he will become the hot read, right? The, I mean, the tight end is always the quarterback's best friend against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and he will be that guy on Sunday. He will move the chains and keep drives alive. He won't He won't be the guy that you know gets down the seam and has the 38-yard touchdown. He's not going to be that tight end. Um, you've got guys for that. Tyler Eifert's going to have to be a guy who works the middle of the field, works the sidelines, He's not going to be that dynamic guy. He's just going to be slow and steady in the middle of the field. Slow is the wrong word because I don't think he's slow. But he's going to be steady in the middle of the field. He won't be explosive. He might be the MVP. He might be the guy that catches six balls and five of them are first downs uh, or third down conversions for first downs that keep things going. Win or lose, he might be the glue for this offense to be functional against Pittsburgh. He has seen them many times. He understands what he's looking at, and he'll be able to help the quarterback. I like it. We've been waiting for a big game for Tyler Eifert. Maybe it is this week. All right, John, you're going defense side of the ball. All right, well, Brian's wrong. Tyler Eifert's not going to be the MVP because my guy, Josh Allen, is going to be MVP. And, uh, yeah. He will be fired up for this game. <laughs> I really didn't know this until yesterday when he talked about it on the video conference, but he grew up a huge Steelers fan, favorite player, Troy Polamalu, wants to hit Ben Roethlisberger, liked Ben, but didn't want to be a quarterback. He wanted to be a wide receiver. So he'll be fired up. That'll go away after the game, but it's a good, it's a good pregame storyline. I mean, it'll go away during the game, 
but it's a good pregame storyline. He won't get a bunch of sacks, mainly because the Steelers, meaning uh, quarterback Ben Roethlisberger, they get the ball out so fast now that it's really difficult to have the kind of pressure game that they had in 2017 when they played him. It's a different kind of offense. But he might, and all he needs, Brian, he might get one. He might get one sack. What they need in this game, they need a sack, they need a fumble, they need a Keelan Cole-type punt return. They need one big play to keep him in it early. He might be the guy to break through and get that play. If he does, if they wind up win it, maybe he beats out Tyler Eifert for the MVP, Schlein. <laughs> they need five. They don't need one play. <laughs> they need five. And I'm going back to 2017 and the five interceptions. They need, they, they need a bunch of those. However, I will say this, John. If he gets the sack, strip, say it's 10-7 Steelers in the second quarter, and he gets that sack, strip, uh, it's picked up by Miles Jack, returned for a touchdown moment that you were speaking about, uh, that can turn things around in a big way and give the Jaguars a lift when they need it the most. So maybe one would be enough. We'll see. Overall turnovers would definitely help the cause. All right, I'm going offensive line for my he will, he won't, he might, particularly Jawan Taylor. He will leave the skate at home. We all know that moment last week on the final offensive drive. We just talked about it with head coach Doug Marone. It happens. That's what happens when you're offensive lineman in the NFL. But being an offensive lineman is so tough for that reason. He has to block that out come back this week and it's a tall task against the Steelers pass rush, but he's gonna leave the skates at home. We're not gonna see that happen this week and that'll show what a great game he's going to have. He won't be a guy we talk about post game and that's a good thing because we did talk about him last week post game. You don't wanna talk about an offensive lineman in post game because that means he had a good game. Subtle, stay your ground, keep this pass rush contained and let's not mention Dewan Taylor or Cam Robinson's name Sunday or Monday for that matter. He might be the most important player on the field Sunday and that's a lot to say with Jake Luton in this Jaguars defense but if the offensive line does not contain this pass rush they have no chance of staying in this game. Offensive line huge challenge for them they have to play well to keep this defense contained and give Jake Luton some time. That is he will he won't he might. Three players to pay attention to on Sunday against the Steelers we come back, pick one and pick it coming up on Jags Drive Time. DreamFinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. DreamFinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the DreamFinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at DreamFindersHomes.com. DreamFinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to without notice equal housing opportunity why do you choose farah and farah first we have the financial resources to take on any insurance company and our track record proves that we know how to win our attorneys and staff are a team and we've worked together for decades to us our job is much more than just a paycheck we love to help and this is important we never forget it's not about us it's all about you Farah and Farah, Jacksonville.
Pinpoint, the official signage partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, helps business decision makers like you maximize the impact of their brand. Your company's identification, advertising, and even the words you use make an impression on your clients. With Pinpoint as your coach, you can make sure it's a good impression. Pinpoint provides the creative design and production services for anything you need to enhance your brand, from custom signage to complete marketing solutions. Step up your game with Pinpoint and create the ultimate brand experience for your clients. Visit experiencepinpoint.com. Jack's Drive Time is presented in part by DreamFinders Homes, homes that fit your lifestyle. Next Grill, everyone's invited. And at Deco, visit adecousa.com. Numbers going on the field. You know what that means. Home game this Sunday, Jaguars, Pittsburgh Steelers. But that's only one game in this NFL weekend. We have three to preview and pick one and pick it. Brian Sexton, you're going a, a divisional rival. Their game. I am. You know, I, I was on the Bills bandwagon, and then DeAndre Hopkins crushed my victory last week with that incredible catch. <laughs> um, I go with Titans at, at Ravens. And you've got two teams who've kind of been headed in the opposite direction. You've had the Ravens who've won three of their last four and the Titans who've lost three of their last four. Um, Here's what's interesting. There are a lot of guys who have been out all week long. um, And I don't know how you pick games in 2019 or 2020 uh, with COVID-19 hanging around because who knows who's playing. Um, But this just feels Ryan Tannehill has 20 interceptions and only uh, 20 touchdowns. 20 touchdowns, only three interceptions. His numbers say he's had a great season. Um, but the last three weeks, he's not been the difference. And and they paid him to be the difference. And yet Lamar Jackson every week makes one play that makes you say, how do you beat that? So I'm going to go with the Ravens. And they keep trending forward. And the Titans fall backwards a little bit from the top of the AFC. Um, I do think there's a, a wide gap between the Ravens and the Chiefs and the rest of the AFC. Mm-hmm. Would be a huge win for the Titans to stay on the map, that's for sure. All right, I'm going uh, Dolphins at Denver Broncos. Denver's defense has given up more than 30 points in its past four games, and the Dolphins are finding a stride, a five-game winning streak for the Miami Dolphins. Miami's defense kind of under the radar, one of the better ones in the NFL, but everyone is paying attention to this guy, Tua Tagovailoa, of course. But Drew Locke is the person that should be paid attention to in this game, the Broncos quarterback. His status is up in the air, but to be frank, does it really matter because he's coming off a game where he threw four interceptions, definitely some quarterback trouble in Denver, but it seems like Miami's got it all figured out. If the Dolphins go win, Brian, and win six in a row, I don't even want to know what's going to happen to South Florida because when that team becomes hot, everyone jumps on the bandwagon. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that quarterback is hot, too. Hey, I just have to add this in real quick. I said Chiefs and Ravens. I obviously meant Steelers, those three teams in the AFC. The Steelers 9-0. and uh, I, didn't, I didn't mean to leave them off. Um, and and you, may, you may have to put the Dolphins in there next year. Yeah, we'll see. Definitely got to include the Steelers in that one. All right, John, you have Chiefs at Raiders. Yeah, I thought for a while we had a big story. Brian Sexton disses Steelers. But it's... Uh, yeah. I think this game is huge because the Raiders are quietly six and three. If they win this game, all of a sudden they're not so quietly seven and three. 
you know, and like Sean said, if the Dolphins win, they're seven and three. That gap that we all saw, and I agree with Brian, I've thought for a couple of weeks that it's Steelers, Chiefs, and everybody else. I'm not even sure the Ravens belong up there right now. But if the Raiders win this game, then all of a sudden that big gap is not something that we're all talking about. And the Chiefs, who have lost at home and who almost lost at home, look strangely vulnerable. I, I still think they get it back by the end. I still think they're the best team along with the Steelers. Super Bowl pedigree, Super Bowl championship teams win this kind of game. I'm going with the Chiefs. A lot of teams could separate themselves with a big win this weekend, NFL weekend. Jaguars and Steelers this Sunday. That's the game we're all paying attention to. Stay tuned for Rapid Recap Sunday after the game, and we'll be back Monday morning bright and early talking about this Jaguars game, Jags versus Steelers, here in Jacksonville. Coming up, we'll see you Monday.